Hey there, it's the Grateful Badass Podcast. Are you on a quest for living a meaningful life filled with gratitude? Well, the Grateful Badass Podcast is just for you. With inspiring topics and badass guests doing badass things, this show is all about grateful living, badass style. Hello there, this is Grateful Badass, your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited to be back with you on today. Uh, why, what did we talk about? Last week on the podcast was episode 36, and I talked about my theme and how that's going for me for 2018 so far. Fear Nothing is my theme and my um, lesson with my theme and how that went. And the week before that, we honored Mother, Mother's Day with seven of uh, seven mothers who shared with you their stories and perspectives of being a mom. Check those out when you have a moment. Today, I have a special guest for you. I'm super excited about her. She's very dear to me and my family. She's none other than my friend, Stephanie Stinson Rob. She's a badass warrior. She's a Crohn's disease survivor. If you don't know much about Crohn's disease, well, you need to hear her story. It is a chronic illness. And so she, Stephanie, I'll let her tell the rest as we will jump into the interview in a second. So um, be patient, and I encourage you to listen to the entire interview, and it definitely will, I'm sure, will bless your heart in some way. want to start with a quick quote, and this is a Chinese proverb that I came across, and here we go. Here it is. The gym cannot be polished without friction, nor man perfected without trials. All right? Check the interview out and let me know your thoughts. Here's my my guest. Oh, my goodness. I'm so super excited. I have a special guest to share with you. Let me give you her brief bio. All right. Stephanie Stinson-Rob is a native, a native of Atlanta, Georgia. She's a mother, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, and a friend. Indeed, a badass warrior. Stephanie is a survivor. In 1992, while pursuing a Bachelor's of Science degree in biology from University of Tennessee, she was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. She has endured 26 years with Crohn's disease and has undergone eight major surgeries, resulting in nearly 75% of her intestines removed. Through it all, Stephanie has continued to fight. She shares her story to bring awareness to Crohn's disease and to encourage others living with chronic illnesses. Stephanie Stinson, Rob, so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on here and share my story with you guys. Absolutely. So how's everything? What's going on in A? Everything is good. Everything is good. Um, The A is the A, of course. Right. Well, (laughs) you know how it is here. This weather is up and down, but it's home, so I'm blessed and everything as well. Okay, good, good. All right, well, you know, we have been friends since, oh, my goodness, I'm going to tell our ages, but I guess that's good. It's been, my goodness, (laughs) let me see, since 19... Oh, 89, 90. 90. Now, remember now, yeah. you, you're, you're a little bit early, older than me. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got it. Okay, put that there, put that there. No, look, just about one year. 
All right. Well, anyway, so you've been such a blessing. Oh, and I forgot to add, and which is very special to me, your godmother to my oldest, to Kay. Yeah. Uh, your godmother, Anne, has been such an instrumental part throughout the years from Kay, um, from small, from infant, from being in being in the in the room when Kay was born. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, you have yes. been there. I'm so thankful for you. But anyway, that's a whole nother. Story. I don't want to talk about me and your relationship with Kay and as a godmother, but you have been a blessing, and I have to state that. But I wanted to, I want to talk about you, of course. That's why I have you on for you to be. Um, you know, you, you're so inspirational for me. I know your story, but I want you to share with the listeners. So tell me. Let's let's pick a point in time. Let's go back to let me see what 1989. You arrived at UT. I arrived at UTC in 1988. 1988. Um, yes, 1988. Uh, again, I'm from Atlanta. Right. I was a very, very active kid. Um, and you probably don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, you probably don't even know uh, my life prior to UTC. Right. But I was extremely active, athletic. I've cheered. Um, all my life, uh, for the most okay. part, up until college. Now you know I knew that part. I did know you were a cheerleader. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. All right. I kind of that. that on a little something. But uh, play sports, basketball, softball, ran track. Um, okay. So when I got to college, um, I kind of felt something different. Uh, and when I say different, my body just wasn't the same. Uh, I okay. noticed that I... Being away from home, I thought it was just, okay, I'm a little homesick. Uh, freshman year, first time away from home, uh, not getting into the groove of things like I normally am at home. But I just didn't have that drive to cheer, didn't have that energy, uh, and didn't realize what was actually going on with me at the time. Right. Okay, so I want to um, stop you. I'm sorry, Stephanie. I, I want to stop you. So what do you mean? I just want to get a little bit more insight. So when you say that you didn't feel the drive, was it, was it a physical thing or was it what, what, a little bit more detail was, on how you it were? It was a physical thing. It really was. I, um, again, I was very active to the point where my granddaddy nicknamed me Jumping Jack. I was always jumping and flipping uh, right. around. Um, but... I can say even in high school, I started feeling something different. I passed out at a football game in high school. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Right. So I went undiagnosed for several years uh, prior oh, okay. to my diagnosis in 92. I was undiagnosed. Um, and even my freshman year, uh, I passed out in college and had to be rushed to the emergency room. Okay. Uh, they still didn't detect what was going on. So it was a physical change. It was extreme fatigue. I um, see. Uh, not able to even at times concentrate. So a fogginess um, was going on, and I didn't understand what was happening to my body at okay. the time. But um, shortly after that, after that, uh, in 92, um, actually coming from a, a sorority meeting, and, right. and so you uh, had been in you had been in school. Well, this is your junior, junior, junior year. year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have been in school for several years. Um, okay. And I noticed that around 
certain times of the uh, year, say seasons changing or even like around finals, I would okay. get sick. Uh, didn't really understand why. Thought it was just, you know, okay. And I didn't study enough, but, you know, it's just an hour. Okay. It's just an hour, but it's right, right. a little further than that. We all know those stress finals. Uh-huh. Anxiety. That we all but go through, right? One, that we all go through. But exactly. this was a tad different. I was literally um, unable to attend class. I was um, extremely fatigued. Um, okay. Thought I had a stomach virus and okay. was self-medicating myself <clears throat> with over-the-counter meds. Sure. Um, thinking it was a stomach virus, but... Um, Little did I know it was something a lot more severe. Um, I, again, was leaving a, a sorority meeting, and okay. Sarah made mention that I had um, sold my clothes. And I'm okay. thinking, no, I'm good. I know when my my mental yes. comes on, I'm good on that. And she said, right. no, you, you sold your clothes. And at that time, I learned that I was um, had rectal bleeding going on oh. and had to be rushed home to the hospital, I mean, home to my doctor. And in, Atlanta, in Atlanta at in, the time. In Atlanta, correct, right. in Atlanta. And um, was told that I had to be admitted immediately to the hospital. And that's when okay. I was given the diagnosis of Crohn's disease. And for me at the time, I had never even heard of Crohn's. Sure. I had no clue what this illness was or what it would eventually become in my life. Um, and for all of you that are out there, Crohn's is an irritable bowel disease. Yes, thank you, because that was, that was my first question. What exactly, <laughs> is, what exactly is Crohn's disease? Yes. It's an autoimmune disease. It's incurable, but it's an irritable bowel inflammation, inflammatory disease. Um, it can affect your entire digestive system from your mouth all the way to your um, rectum, your anus. Right. And when I say affect, that means ulcers, polyps, um, um, connective tissues, uh, inflammation, uh, diarrhea, fatigue, uh, extreme anemia, which is hence the reason why I was passing out and nobody sure. knew uh, right. years right. prior. Um, but what people want or tend to relate to Crohn's, that is simply a bathroom disease, um, okay. extreme diarrhea, extreme vomiting, and it's just not that. It can uh, manifest itself outside of your digestive system. Um, so you get issues with um, your joints. Have oh, so Stephanie, I didn't know that. I don't. At least I yeah. may have forgotten that point. Mm-hmm. You get um, arthritis. You have uh, eye complications. Um, again, you have tissues that can connect um, and cause extreme pain, strictures, obstructions, uh, tears, ruptures. So it's, right. it's very intricate um, uh, how this, this disease plays with other organs. 
Um, right. And in my case, I've I've had everything that could possibly happen with Crohn's uh, to happen. So. Uh, right, and like I said in your your you stated in your bio that you provided uh, 26 years. It's been yes. 26 years, and that's diagnosed, again, years prior to that when I was uh, experiencing symptoms, I went undiagnosed. So yes. um, typically it will sort of rear when you're in your teen years, and I can remember, uh, like I said, back to maybe like 14 or so okay. when I started having symptoms and, again, didn't understand what was going on. Right. So, um, yes, it, it's been 26 years diagnosed, but I see. Years and so, and so, you, what was your mental state? Uh, like, I know you said that you didn't know exactly what it was. How, let me ask you: How long did it take for it to really dawn on you? And correct me if I'm even wrong in the in the question of what it you, what you were faced with. In regards to being diagnosed and living and having to live with an incurable diseases such as Crohn's, what? Oh how, did it take gosh. you a while? Did it immediately hit you? No, it didn't. It really didn't because again, I was this. We all think we're invincible when we're young, but sure. I yep. was truly. Um, I thought I was a badass man. I mean, I was. <laughs> you I was were a badass man, girl. I was, I was just a typical. You know, girl, I, I like to play with the boys. I thought I could challenge everybody. You know, right. I was fearless, daredevil uh, type right. of person. So when I was I can vouch for that. I'm like, I'm, I'm not taking any meds. I'm not doing this. This is not me. Uh-uh. I've right. never taken a Tylenol. I've never done anything like that. So okay. I, I got this. So it okay. took years for me to really come to grips and understand that, okay, you do have this illness. Okay. And it really played um, on my mental. It got to my mental. Okay. Um, what, do you, what do you mean by that? I, oh, geez. Uh, I've been on so many meds um, because of Crohn's. Initially, right. again, I wouldn't take anything for my Crohn's disease. However, I didn't um, know that, Stephanie. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I've had central lines placed um, or picks, as they may call mm-hmm. it, um, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't take anything for pain. I, I thought that my strength came in, you know, resisting. Oh, I got this. You know, I was going to will my way through this illness. It wasn't going to beat me if I accepted right. or acknowledged that I had this illness. That meant I was I was weak. Right. And, by taking the medications, meaning meant the that medic- you right. you acknowledge. Okay, and that was your that was that yes, meant that you were accepting it, and then that was what you were exactly. having to push push back with. I see. Exactly. So in ninety. Six, um, I began to experience extreme weight loss. Um, working, I got down to, oh, geez, maybe 110 pounds. Yeah. Now, remember, we used to work together, so that, that yes. was the time frame that, yeah, we worked, how long did we work together back in in, in, in Atlanta? Oh, seven years. <laughs> 
years. Yeah, it's been between five and seven years. Now, I definitely remember the fluctuations in your weight. I definitely remember that. And that was mm-hmm. due to the Crohn's. Uh, well, um, to the Crohn's. First of all, you with Crohn's, you may have to go to the restroom with diarrhea in up to 20, 30 times a day. Right. Um, as well as not just diarrhea, but you're also vomiting about 20 okay. times a day. So wow, hence girl. not being able to keep anything down. Keep anything down. Or, or in, for that matter. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. So um, you then the inflammation causes all the swelling and have basically pushed my stomach around and all my organs pushed them to the side and scarred them up and my stomach was literally the size of uh, a golf ball. So I could take one bite of something and I would be done for the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. And that's the weight, hence the weight loss. Hence the weight loss, exactly. And your body isn't absorbing the the nutrients from the The nutrients. Right. Yes. So I'm eating and not gaining or not even having the appetite because I can't keep anything down. Right. And that sounds like what you would, what you explained, uh, because of the lack of nutrients that you were receiving, I'm just trying to, you know, we got the biology degree, so we always trying to, to, okay, so that kind of makes way for the other, um, the the arthritis and the other Mm -hmm. um, effects in regards to Crohn's, sounds like, because of the lack of, does that make sense? Is that accurate pretty much? It is. My, your yeah. body isn't isn't absorbing the nutrients, so you're you're lacking. I'm deficient in everything, it's all the right. vitamins, iron, minerals, everything. I really? am deficient in, and they should have kind of picked something up when I was a kid because, as you know, my legs are mm, rather bold. Yes, so pretty pretty bold. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely know about so, bold legs. <laughs> right, but what what they didn't. What I since learned is that's a good point, Stephanie. I never thought about that. I never mm-hmm. thought about that. Right, and I and never put that really together. Really, bow legs is uh, is called rickets, and rickets is yes. an iron deficiency. Yes, and, uh, right. Right. So they didn't put those two put together. Put that together. Right. right. That there was some issue going on when, as a kid, that could have been called a listoma. I see. Yes. But um, I had my first surgery in, oh, wow, 95. Um, okay. I started experiencing um, what I thought was female-only related issues, uh, such as endometriosis. Um, okay. And had my first two surgeries in 95 and 96. Um, thinking that it was strictly endometriosis. Oh, oh, I see. I since learned that um, intestinal issues, because these are all the same tissues from your mouth all the way through um, your anus, and and I'm getting a little graphic here, but are all connected. So the scarring, uh, which is basically endometriosis, the scarring of the tissue, Yes, um, is... You have a lot of, there's a correlation between your um, intestinal problems and your endometrial problems, if you have any. Right. 
with so their uterus. Ladies, if you're Is that right? There, right. Exactly. Yes, right. So ladies, if you're right. out there, you know, kind of bring that up to your doctor that you may, there may be some correlation if there's some unexplained you know, mm-hmm. issues with uh, endometriosis and, and just have it checked out. Just go yes, that route. Right. I see. But, um, Yes. So okay. I did so your first two surgeries. So your so okay. your first surgery in 1995 was to do, uh, if you don't, if well, you want to do what? It was just to um, clear up the endometriosis. Those were okay. uh, laparoscopic surgeries. Those yes. were two surgeries that I had early on. Um, okay. Then in '96, '97, after being hospitalized, oh gosh, maybe. Ten times at that point, right? Um, I had to be rushed in for surgery, um, in which they removed a large portion of my uh, intestines. Maybe okay. about forty percent of my intestines was diseased at that point, right? Um, and they removed that. Little did I know that uh, after being released from the hospital 24 hours later, I would be rushed back to the hospital. Um, I had an intestinal rupture and okay. had to have um, a metallostomy placed during that surgery. Um, and it was placed, one, because uh, I had a rupture, two, because mm-hmm. I had um, developed sepsis from the infection and the bowel, get into my bloodstream, all of that goopy stuff. Right. Right. So um, that was a trying time because... Yeah, and that sounds like life-threatening, actually. I'm pretty sure it 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 was. was. It it really, really was life-threatening. Right. I was in the hospital and stayed out of work, I want to say about four or five months, maybe. Um, Okay. And during that time, I literally had to be uh, healed inside out. Okay. Uh, Meaning they couldn't put any more staples in me. They couldn't stitch me back up. I literally could see inside and had to pack pack my wound every day. Wow. Wow. But why was that, Stephanie? Because of the infection that um, was in my tissue, in my I abdominal okay. walls. Okay, so I see. They and they could not heal. Okay, they, so they couldn't remove it all then by surgery. Does right. that mean, is that what? Exactly. What, okay, all right. During surgery, they couldn't. So that um, that was hard. Um, you know, we, we're kind of vain in our in our young days. And, sure. And having that happen. That's when it starts to hit me. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. This is serious. Um, Although I was still thinking, I got this. Okay. I got this. Um, At the time I was engaged, um, blessed to have my supportive family. Um, So I was at home. My mom was a caregiver, my sister, and my then... um, Beyonce, okay. um, uh, nursed me back to health. I, I wouldn't look in the mirror. Um, the first surgery resulted in an incision that was, oh, geez, just oh, 
really long. I'll say that and I'm, I'm, um, that I had maybe eighty staples from the first surgery, really? and then when I went back in, they had to uh, leave it open. But uh, I wouldn't look at myself. Okay. I, I couldn't bear looking at that that horrific scar. Right. Um, but got past that. Um, but all was well, and um, then had to go on um, feeding tube to sort of give my bowels a rest. Right. And I was um, still trying to work, still trying to live a, a normal life. Um, okay. And still not really accepting that this is a serious disease. This is serious. Right. Well, of course, you're still really young. You do, what, late 20s maybe? Mid right. to late 20s? 20, 25, At this time, right. Time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, again, thinking, no, I got this. This isn't going to be my life. This isn't what I do. <laughs> right. I'm, right. I'm a badass. I, I kick butt. So yeah. I'll get past this. But, um, and I did. Uh, I ended up getting married. Um, college sweetheart, and I have to say he played a very important and integral role in my healing at that point. Okay. Um, and when I say that, he was there. He packed my wounds every day, um, changed them, didn't flinch, um, and my mom and my sisters. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I wouldn't look in the mirror, so that was that was really a you know testament to his character at the time, um, uh, standing by me during that time. Um, six months after that, I had the ileostomy reversed, which I was so excited about because to me that meant okay, I'm back to who I am. I'm back to to myself. I got this scar, a couple of scars, but I'm good. Okay. Um, but the the illness kept rearing back up. It kept reminding me that it was present. So how often and back then? At, at this time, how how often would that? Uh, every few. With those occurrences come up every few. Okay. Every few months, I seem to have to go into the hospital, um, get a transfusion. Um, Try new medicine at this time. Mm-hmm. I, I had resigned to the fact now, okay, you got to take medicine. Hence yeah. the steroids. <laughs> right. The steroids. So I would blow up. I would be like a little balloon and blow up. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then have the puffy face and, and the eyes and and the little swings. But right. um, I, it, was, it was challenging because... Again, you want that at 26, 27, and you want to be flying cute and, and you're puffy and, and moody. <laughs> That's not you, cute. Were, you were still cute, Stephanie, puffy. Or, or, or you, I remember the weight swings. I definitely do. <laughs> and, and I, don't, I don't know if you recall, um, a few of our coworkers would call me fluffy. Yeah, I, I was do. on my, <laughs> I was yes. on my 
steroids. The steroids. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that that's why. Like, I can look back on it and laugh now because I can appreciate that they meant well, you know, in their drinking. They meant well. And and, and it was such a blessing that you mentioned the family, and I know this, and I know a lot of people who know you know this, that your family is just wonderful, tremendously have always been throughout the years. Just such a blessing for you. And I, you know, I know that personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your mom and sister. So, you know, it's interesting when we go through things. Um, You know, when you're going through, you – you always hear God never gives you more than you can bear. And you're like, Mm. whatever, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But it's so very true when you look back and you're in a better place and you can really look back and appreciate. But I can definitely say that your family have been truly instrumental in your life throughout your Crohn's Crohn's disease. I honestly, Stacey, I cannot fathom having to go through this without my core family and friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have to thank God for placing me in a family and a community of friends right. who, who blessed me um, right. and wouldn't give up on me even when I gave up on myself. And I, and I get to that part because it's not been, you know, uh, a joyful ride. I have sure. um, lost a lot um, okay. in dealing with this illness. And when I say that, um, I have to stop working. Um, okay. Well, and, what, what, uh, what, did, what year were you I when you started, had to stop working full time or, well, or I, stop I working, period? Working, yes. It was in nine. I'm sorry, 2004, I believe it was. It is okay, okay. And mainly because I was missing so much work, so much time. Yeah, um, it only made sense, huh? It uh, right. And my doctor, he had warned me years prior that this was a possibility. It was coming for you, possibly. It was coming, okay. right. That it so was how did coming. you take, so how was that for you? Because I, I believe I had oh, left the, the workplace at that time. So how, how how did that psychologically work with you? Because I know your personality. I know you wanted to try to, I'm sure you were trying to work as long as possible, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. that was probably taking you into another phase of acknowledgement of Crohn's disease. It did. Uh, and that's where... Uh, I kind of lost it. That that kind of broke me. Okay. Uh, okay. And when I say that, because a lot of times we we place our identity on what we do. Yes, Lord, that is so true, Stephanie. That is so true. And and I I'm a encourager by nature. Yes. I, like I said, I cheered my life, so I was great at rooting everybody else on. And I think yes, I still am. I, I can encourage you are. the <laughs> next person. I can yes. work for you. I can be your biggest fan. Right. But 
when I had to stop work, I lost me. Okay. I lost okay. my identity um, because that meant I was surrendering to an illness. Right. And that really got to me. Um, honestly, I think that was the most painful because then it started messing with me mentally. Okay. All right. I, yes, I, but I've had – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but I know because I think that as individuals, we always want to be of, of use and we want to be, mm-hmm. you know, adding value in some shape, form, or, or fashion. And maybe at that point you felt as though you weren't, you know, weren't able and that was right. the last thing you were holding on to possibly. That was my independence. And I felt like it had been stripped away from me. And because a lot of times, even now, I have to, to you know, remind myself, okay, you're good. You're in a good space. But when you meet people, the first thing they, they ask is, well, what do you do? Right, and, right. you know, as a person right. who is disabled and you're feeling like, oh, geez, I have no identity because I'm not working. Who am I? I, I, right. I can't claim I'm the biologist anymore because I'm not in the field. Yes. Okay, by right. by trade, by education, yes, that's my 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 trade, my education, that's my background. But it's not who but you I'm are. No longer, I'm not who. That's not who I am. Yeah. So what I did was I I poured everything into my family. I poured everything into, and I was married by this time, um, okay. into my then-husband, my son, and my mom. So that became my identity. Um, and, or at least it was my pseudo-identity, I can yes. say. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because even... Um, that was stripped away from me. So okay. um, that was yet a, another hard pill to swallow. But um, when, when I had to start work, it really, really tugged at my mental state. I started isolating myself even more from family and friends. Um, if it wasn't my immediate family, Right. If it didn't have anything to do with um, my son and my my then husband, or right. I, I, I didn't do it. I, I remember I that. It. I do remember that time. But but I, you know, and and I know. So how how did you you turn it around, Steph? You turned it around. However long it took you is, you know, is definitely behind you because you turned it around. And tell me, I want to, I'm so, I'm getting excited because <laughs> how did that come about? How did this, that oh, come about? Geez. Throughout all of the surgeries, throughout, this is about, were you about, what, decade in about, plus yes, into the disease? Yes. Mm-hmm. As a survivor, Crohn's survivor, so how did you, you dipped into isolation. I remember that time frame. I remember sending you, step, step, <laughs> birthday yes, card. I had ATV out of me. Step, where? I had ATV out of me. 
I know. I, <laughs> and I know I want to be only friends because you, you have know, some great, yes, truly yes, great yes. friends and family. So how right. did you? How did you? Because one day I I felt you were you were just back. You were back. It was. Oh jeez. Okay. Um. During that time, not only was I dealing with Crohn's, um, I started suffering from depression. Okay. And anyone that is going through, or we all, you know, have our ups and downs. It's when we can't pull ourselves out of that or snap back from it or we stay into it too long that that depression, that mental really starts to become weight. Um, And that, it's weight on me. Um, My marriage suffered. Subsequently, um, we separated, okay. and that drove me deeper into depression because at this point I'm thinking, oh, geez, here I am with this incurable disease. I am disabled. I'm not working. Um, I'm in this home. I just purchased a beautiful home. I'm in this home. And I'm dying. I'm literally dying inside. Okay. And physically, mentally and physically, I was deteriorating. Um, Okay. My mom was there, you know, trying to push me, trying to push me. My son, and, and, and I thank God, my son is a blessing from God. Truly a blessing from God. And yes, when I say is. that people that know me know that he is my blessing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I often tell him he's my world and my reason. And um, it, it was, I was down, though. I, I can't really give you a vivid picture other than there was this recording playing in my head no, you can't make it. You can't get past this. I got you. You won't come out of this. And I started to believe that myself. Um, I literally was asking God to take me during really? the time. And these, these were, you know, it's not just a, a few months. That this would happen for maybe about five years that I really was in the grip of severe depression. Right, just in the midst of depression. Yes, I I was in a really dark space. And I I try and tell people, you know, when someone's dealing with a mental or or depression, and that's a darkness. That's, That's a place that, God, I don't wish on anybody. I think that tore me down worse than the Crohn's itself. Okay. Um, Because Crohn's, I could physically put my hand on it, you know, and say, okay, I have Crohn's. This is why this is happening. This is why I'm feeling that pain. Right. But But when it got to my mental. Right. Which Which is why I think those in the black community also sort of 
have our issues with the with mental illness because it's something that you can't really put your hands on. It it doesn't you can't really explain it, you know. And if you're going through and the the next person won't know what you're speaking of and just you know, and think you're just being and, and there's taboo associated with it. There's exactly. there's this stigma that we don't talk about in our black community what we're going right. through. You know, we were taught, and I know, you know, my mom, she carried us on our back, on her back. And right. just like, you know, a lot of our our black families, we had to hold everything in. And, and you don't talk about things. Right. You don't <laughs> yes. talk about it. You don't talk about you it. You don't talk you about just... it because that, to, you know, was a sign of weakness or you don't expose yourself or everybody doesn't need to know your business. Your business, or, yes. You know, what goes on in this house, these four walls, stay in these four walls. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's Yo, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly how. <laughs> I Exactly. So, so, so in dealing with depression, how how did you – seek therapy, or how did you battle? I did. Um, while being treated for my Crohn's, they noticed that um, that there was some severe depression going on and was prescribed medicine. Yet again, here I am. Oh, I'm not taking that. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. okay. Okay. Yeah, I I'm see. good. I, I, I'm going to get this. I, I got this. So I probably suffered in it a little longer than I had to. Than you should have, right. That I should have, right, Um, because of the stigma associated with mental illness, depression, and taking um, meds to help cope with it. I see. Um, So, yeah, I I, I probably suffered a, a little longer than I had to. In, in that space, in that dark place. But I want to say that in my suffering, I was begging, and this is at my, my lowest, I was begging, God, how can you allow so much suffering from one person? You know, again, you, you hear God would not give you more than you can bear. And I kept saying, but I'm broken. Right. I, I'm I'm completely broken. I remember falling in the middle of my floor at two, three in the morning, and just screaming, "God, I surrender! You can take me. I give up." And calling my sister at that time in the morning, and just saying, "I can't do this any longer. I'm so ready to go." Wow. I need to leave here. I I'm I'm done. Please just take care of my son. I'm I'm good. I I'm good. If God takes me right now, I'll be good. And I was ready to go. I had the 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 desire at the time. I thought to to give up. I had no more no more strength. No more fight in me that I thought, but I was too afraid to take my own life. And you hear a lot of times people say that, you know, in, and, and I'm not promoting suicide. Please don't, I hope listeners don't take this the wrong way, but 
people that are at that point of, you know, I have to say those are people, they're not weak. Right. That is, that's a place where you really have to be at a point where you have no hope to do that. I didn't have the courage to do it. I didn't. Wow. And I thank God that I didn't have that courage. He didn't give me that strength. Right. But I was begging. I was pleading to God, just take me. I, I don't want to suffer like this anymore. And but God had a plan. But God, but yes. God had but a plan God. for he the did. rest of your life. He did. Mercy. He does. I um I lost everything. I lost my home. I lost um I lost my marriage. Uh I lost material stuff. But okay. in my losing, I have to say this now. I gained. You gained. Yes. I gained. Um I can look back on the house that I lived in and why I can say, now I can say it, it was beauty in me losing my home. Right. Because I couldn't heal what I had been broken. In that place where I had been broken, that house reminded me of of my independence being stripped. It reminded I me of a failed marriage. It reminded me of, of 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 motherhood that I couldn't achieve. It reminded me of it wasn't a home. I see. I see. And, yes, like you said, sometimes you have to lose to gain. Turn the, and turn the page happened. and step into turn your new chapter. Yes. And when I walked away from the home. I basically lost the home, as I was okay. Um and had to move out of that space. That's when my healing began. I had to reconnect with one, with God. I had to rely on not my vision but my faith. Okay. I had to allow him to direct and order my steps. And I'm blindly going through this. I'm thinking, basically, I'm homeless. You know? Right. I have my family, and, of course, my family would never allow me to be homeless. But Of course, you know, girl, never homeless. <laughs> yeah, right, but not having your own. We, we were independent. Yes, I understand Maybe what you mean. independent and have yeah. your own and not depend on anyone. Yeah. And, so pride, and you had done that for know, so many years. Right, and pride really kept me in that space of thinking, trying to hold on to this, and, and I was, I was drowning. I was drowning. Okay. And when I finally let go and realized, okay, not only is this illness pulling you down, not only is the weight of trying to hold up an appearance um, for everyone else that you can have this house, you can have the home, you can have this, right. a facade, 
as I like yes. to say, for, you know. Right. You know, right. and that's what it was. And that's, that's what it is. Right. Um, I was drowning. And when I relinquished all of that, that's when I began to see that I can do better. What I need mainly and most importantly was my peace. Right. Right. And I gained that step by step with my family, with my friends who, when I resurfaced, came up for air. My yes. Were there. <laughs> right there waiting yes, and cheering you, you on. There. Right there. We were right there waiting you, and cheering you on. Yes. Uh, I remember you calling me saying, Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Where have you been? And yes. setting up our reunion for us to all meet back up. And that right. was that was my my beginning. That was my my beginning to to heal and understand that this illness that I'm I'm carrying that I have right. is bigger than me. Right. And right. my my suffering also came from my unwillingness to share. Okay, I see. Because you know that I am huge on, and it, and it, it it's come through trials throughout life, of course. I didn't start off mm-hmm. being transparent, but I'm huge, and even with the platform on being transparent, because we, and one of the reasons why I definitely had to have you on to tell your story and share your story, and I know you do it in your daily life, what, but just be transparent because others need to hear. Others are going through. There's someone who's sitting in their house and closed in and has isolated right. themselves just as you did yes. a number of years ago. Somehow mm-hmm. this podcast may reach them in some form or fashion, and they can hear you. And because you did and you're here and you were shot letting your light shine brightly yet again, yes. they can too. They can, they can too. And, they can. and I know that you are still – so tell me what how do you maintain um daily with Crohn's disease with just living first being a woman, okay? First being oh, Stephanie, geez. being a blessing <laughs> as you are, the light that you have inside, being a badass warrior that you are. How do you you know, you're that person but you you're that person first and foremost. And then you have Crohn's disease. You know, Crohn's disease obviously is not who you are. So how do you maintain? How do you, uh, I'm sure it's not always easy, but to share with the listeners, how do you maintain daily? It's not. It, it, it is. I would not sit here and fake it like it's easy. Daily, I am reminded of the pain. Um, okay. However, I have given myself space to allow myself to, you know, a moment of, of pity or mourning. Okay. And then, okay. okay, girl, snap out of it. Oh, and, girl, that's that's My, nice. yes. <laughs> my family, yes. my friends, I, I often say, oh, I'm trying to get my life. And <laughs> at first they didn't understand what I was saying, but right. I could just go around the house and and I'll say, oh, let me get my life. Let me get my life. And they're like, yes, get your life. 
and, and I'm psyching myself out. I'm affirming to myself, okay, get it together. Come on. Get it together. Get it together. Right. Uh, my right. family is, again, Phenomenal. so instrumental. Yes. So very instrumental. Um, and my sister, my oldest sister, who's like a mom, passed in 2015 of an aneurysm. But before she passed, um, she told me um, the day before she passed, and of course she didn't know she was passing, she had an aneurysm, but she said, I lived for you guys. She has two children, two grandkids at the time, but she considered me her daughter, even though I was a sister, uh, treated me as a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I lived for you guys, and I want you to continue living. Get back to living. And get back to living. Get back to living. And little did I know at the time that, you know, of course, she would be dead in 24, 48 hours. Wow. Um, but she, she encouraged me prior to that to get back to writing writing my poetry, writing in my journal. And yes. That's, <laughs> that's what uh, I started putting it on paper. I was always journaling, but I had gotten away from my passion of reading and writing. Okay. And um, when I started putting those feelings down, I was able to look at them and actually see. I had something physical to look at and say, wow. You're there. Right. That's that's a dark place. And then I could see myself making steps to say, okay, that's a dark place. You just wrote on that paper. Now move into a lighter space. And I would send her my poetry, and I would recite the poetry to her, and she said, oh, wow, that's really good. Now give me some light. Okay. And I kept saying, what does she mean? Give you some light. Okay, I'm ready mm-hmm. to tell you how I feel. This is what I'm going through. But, <laughs> right, right. But she, right. She wanted She's me asking to you to look past that, huh? Look past it. Get into the, the good part. Yes. It's okay to tell, you know, the, the dark part, but start giving the light. Start coming out of it. Start right. writing about that. And, and that's what I started to do. And... Uh, but the, the day before she passed, she told me, I lived for you. So when I lost her, when we lost her, okay. um, I kind of vowed that, all right, you lived for me. So if you gave your, your life up for me, in a sense, all these years, and I can say all my life that she provided for me, the least I can do to repay you is to get back to living. Right. And and to God, too, because God, I mean, that's first and foremost. I yes. have to, you know, honor him in, in living and allowing my test to become my testimony. Your testimony. Oh, yes, girl. Yes, yes. So I... I it's, it's challenging. Every day, like I said, it's not a good day. I I wake up. And I say, okay, 
Today will be a good day. Today will be a good day. Even if it's getting a shower. All right, girl. Don't beat yourself down if all you can do today is take your shower. Okay. At least it smells good laying in the bed. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I right. mean, there are days. So you're patient most, with yourself, basically. Right. Exactly. Yes. I'm not beating myself up for the things that I feel like I should be doing right. that my body isn't allowing me to do. Right. So I, I've taken a lot of pressure off of myself with that. Okay. And it helps with my mental. Again, if if the mental, if you have the mental, that's half the battle right there. Right, absolutely. Okay, so I hear that you journal, and um, mm-hmm. I know you have your spirituality, and so that's it's extremely important. And so your, and your poetry, your writing, so those it, are some tools that you use. It is. And surrounding myself with positive people. Yes, um, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And what I I learned was it doesn't hurt to smile. Yes. And when when you smile it it kinda brings bring that back to you. You know? That's right. So I I like to put hashtag smiling through my pain, even though Mm -hmm. I'm I am aching and, and cramping and probably need to be admitted in the hospital. Okay, I'm going to okay. smile through this. When you okay. see me out, I'm going to smile. That doesn't mean I'm not hurting. It's right. just I'm going to smile through it because that's helping me cope with it, you know. So, okay, Stephanie. So, so tell me what do you have to smile throughout your pain? And so you, even before uh, – Long before you were actually diagnosed, that was who you are. That is who you always smiling, always being a friend. You know, godmother to my oldest. Just you know, I remember you giving her so much leeway, and I was like, "Girl, please, giving (laughs) him now so much leeway." I'm like, you know, really, just yes, just a gentle and kind spirit is who you are, and so. When you made it back to the surface, no matter what it took, I was extremely, always praying for you, but as we all were, but mm-hmm. so very ecstatic. I cannot tell you. So what do you have to share to tell the advice for those um, who may be in the midst of a, um, a chronic illness, Stephanie? What do you have to say to those, those, those people, those persons? Foremost, please, please, please. Do not suffer in violence. Okay. I I ask that you get a good support group. Um, mine is my family and okay. my friends and my 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 faith one, but a support group that they may not completely understand what you're phys- feeling physically. Okay. But that just says, you know what, how can I help? Or I'm here to listen. Because some days it's not even about doing anything for, for the person. It's simply I hear you. Right. I'm there to, to, to whatever you want to do. If it's just to lay across the bed, if it's just to right. hold your hand, 
you know. Okay, someone's just there. Someone that's just there. And I thank God because with me, I've always wanted my son or the people that I love to understand that my gift to to them is my presence. Yes. I can't yes. take that back. I can't. That moment in time, I will never be able to get again. So right. my presence. So I'm going to be yes. fully tuned in in your presence. I want you to know that I'm there. My mind isn't wandering somewhere else. I'm listening intently. I'm yes. I'm encouraging. Truly present. So my, truly present. So that to me is the greatest gift you can give to someone that's suffering or going through uh, an illness, a chronic illness. Right. Know I know because mm-hmm. because some people, you know, I, I believe that some people when they hear of a friend, family, a loved one who is, is going through or suffering from a chronic illness, they don't know what to say. And a lot of people back back, you know. Yep. They don't know yep. what to say. And so I'm so glad you said that, just your presence. Just, you can call and say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm guessing I'm here, and I think that's mm-hmm. enough. It, it is. It if is that's all you can, you know. That's all you can. You can't take their, their pain away. Right. You know, that, that's something that they're going to feel. But you can mitigate the pressure and the weight that they're feeling by your presence, by your I support. I see. Um, okay. And, again, someone that says, you know what, here's a tissue, here's a shoulder. Right. You know, I mean, the, the gory part, my family, you know, they've seen it all. They're immune to any and everything, and I could get explicit, but they've seen that. Right. And I continue to go through that, but... The most important thing that they do for me is give me their presence and their support. Absolutely. And, and as friends, that's where we can just be, be there. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I, I started to, I joined the community for Crohn's, and, um, Crohn's disease, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And okay. And giving back with that has been very instrumental in me Seeing that I'm not alone. Yes, yes. I and you just did the walk. Alone. You just did the walk. I, right, yes, I did. I reluctantly posted and asked for donations because, again, you know, that pride thing, you're like, no, nah, I want to ask people for money, but it didn't go for me. It right. went directly to research and development as well as providing a um, camp for children that are battling Crohn's and colitis. I see. And uh, where and where exactly colitis. was where is, where was um, the walk held? Where was it? The walk is was the one that I participated in was yes. held here in Atlanta um, last week, as a matter of fact, last Sunday. Okay. Um, and I'm proud to announce that I set my goal at a thousand dollars. And okay. again, you guys, I hate this. Is a, a, I I really dread asking anybody for anything. Right. But I put it out there, and I was floored by the amount of support, love, support, encouraging words that I got from my Facebook, my family, my friends, strangers. Okay. Okay. um, 
that supported me and donated. And one of the, the greatest things that I got was messages, inbox messages from people on in Facebook world that right. read my story and said, you know what, I've been silently or secretly watching you on Facebook, and okay. I admire your strength and oh, how that's you're such kicking a blessing. it. Yes. So I met a few of my cronies through Facebook. Okay. Okay. And we're meeting up, and and I say you know cronies, but um, right. we established a friendship through our illness. Is that and right? Yes, we have. So I encouraged them. She is. She shared her story, and I cried. Um, now this is so amazing, Stephanie. So it amazing. Is. It absolutely is. Because you are not alone. You don't have, like you said, you don't have to suffer in silence. You are never alone. And so we're going to put on the uh, show notes for the the episode. We definitely will have, or I will have the link, because I'm sure you're still taking donations, correct? Is your page still open? My page is, well, I don't know if they took it down yet, but it may be open. But, you guys, my team name is it's under Crohn's and um, Colitis Foundation, Take Steps. But next year I'm going to be walking. If the page isn't open, because I'm not certain yet. I'm it's sure I'm open. sure it's still open. I'm almost but positive it's still I'm open. I'm almost positive cause they got, well, because it's too, it's too close to the walk. <laughs> the walk just occurred. Yeah. So I'm sure for those latecomers, those late for donations. The latecomers, yes, my team name is No Guts, All Glory. Okay. Uh, Stephanie Stinson. Okay, and I'm going to post it, and I have the link in the show notes, so they can just click on it yes. and make a donation still. Yes, you can donate, but just become aware and um, learn about Crohn's and colitis and other um, IBD illnesses okay. uh, or autoimmune okay. diseases, any chronic illness. You guys, we suffer, and it just doesn't, you don't get over it. Overnight, you don't get over it. It's a, a lasting illness. So I have right. my good days and bad days. So one of the things could, you cannot say to someone that has a chronic illness is, what's wrong today? Please don't say that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just, Do know, not FYI. say what's wrong today. Yeah. What's, wrong All with, right. what's wrong today? You know? Exactly. Just FYI. If you don't know what to say, just listen. Or yeah. just say, I'm here for you. Right. If you need anything, I'm here. I'm I'm here. I'm here. Exactly. Okay. And All right, pray. so in and definitely prayers. Send prayers. Yes. Love and prayers your Absolutely. way. Okay, and so what is love oh, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I um I would love to read to you guys or recite to you guys one oh. of my yeah. uh, Yes, yes, yes. How about I... you read my mind? Oh, we are so much on the same page. I was like, you know what? It would be really awesome if she would. And I kid you not, Stephanie. I kid you not. Go. You have the floor. Okay. This poem is entitled Restoration. I release to you a story unshared of a life of pain and burdens I've bared, of tearless ducks buried beneath my eyes, years of gushing, let them dry. Quiet tsunamis raging deep within, 
days of darkness with no visible end. Screeching screams with no audible sound, no place to land, no ears around. Suffocating hearts trapped within my cells, gasping for life, waiting to exhale. Too afraid to swim and unable to leave, this island on which I sat and grieved. For a life I dreamt and dreams I've dreamed, sewn of a fabric ripped at the seams. Then a gentle voice spoke into my soul, I'm your raft and your hand to hold. I'll bring you out if you trust and believe that I am he who will set you free. Now throw your pains in the forgetful sea, then watch them sink and let them be. Never to resurface or to retrieve those things of old you no longer need. My plans for you not yet seen before, a life of peace and of joy. Your life of fullness I will restore. That is my calling. That's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your work, Stephanie. And, you know, I'm still waiting and looking out, and I'm, I'm, I know it's coming, <laughs> the publisher. <laughs> you yes. know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I'm still waiting because it's coming. I know the publisher. However, you, your, whichever route you take, self-published or, or, if I, or you have an agent. Uh, with the publishing yeah. house, but I'm I'm still looking for that. So, and uh, thank you for sharing restoration. That was absolutely beautiful and so inspiring and encouraging. And I'm so glad you decided to come on the podcast. Uh, such a blessing. You're truly a badass, a badass warrior. And I have to ask you one last question. Of course, mm-hmm. this is this is grateful living badass style. So, what are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for my support, for God not allowing me to give up, for my family, um, for my mother who just passed just recently, well, last year, and on her dying bed, I asked if I hear I love you just once more, I promise you I'll be okay. So I'm grateful for the moments that I spend with my family, my friends who never, ever turn their backs on me. When I try to barricade everyone, I'm grateful for you guys not giving up on me and receiving me when I resurface. So I'm here. I would love for you guys to... Support my girl who is doing some bad-ass things. (laughs) I am so proud of you. I promise you, I tell them, I tell everyone, I don't know how this girl does all of this. I promise you. Yes. I am so, I admire your strength, your tenacity, your drive. I love you dearly. And you don't understand how much you inspire me to get my butt up and move in and (laughs) just do it. You do. I mean, you you are. Thank you so much, Stephanie. That means the world to me. It absolutely does. Thank you um, just for 
I, I, I look, I ain't got speechless, <laughs> but I thank you for that. I thank you for sharing that. Um, I, you know, it's it, it's interesting on the podcast when I I give others the the, the floor, and I want to hear for them to, to share their stories. And then when it's brought back on me, I get a little tongue tied. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But um, you, you know, we lift each other up. I'm gonna say that as sisters. Um, as just human beings, we lift each other up, and that's and like you said, positive. I was amen, given in the amen corner when you were talking about the positive people only, because it's positive vibes only. Is you know we live in a society where there's so much going on, and we you know that's negative, and so we have to find a way to just exist and exist in a profound way. So lifting each other up is just what you know. That's why we're friends. That's why we've been friends for over twenty plus years. And um, I'm so happy to have you in my life. I am so happy that you decided to come on and share. I'm so, I was so super ecstatic when you resurfaced years ago. And, um, and, and you are a blessing and you are inspiring. And please continue, and you are truly a badass warrior, and please continue to share your story and continue to be a blessing. And that blesses me so that you've connected with your cronies and you guys are being a blessing for each other and for other people. Thank you once again for being on the podcast. And, folks, go out. You can still donate to – I'm sure you can still donate to No Gluts All Glory. That's your page. I'm going to post no the link. No Gluts All Glory under the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Take Steps. No Guts All Glory. And I have it on so they can just click the link. And – um. All right, Stephanie, anything else you want to add? And Oh, yes. Jordan, much love to Jordan. I know he's yes. doing big, your son. I know he's doing big things in the service. Yes, yes my And son you're getting your life? Career. I'm get, I am getting my life back, honey. <laughs> yes. I'm yes, living. Girl. I'm so thankful for you having me on. I, um, again, I'm was so reluctant for so many years of sharing, but um, half of the battle of overcoming is acknowledging and and sharing and understanding that it's not about you. Yeah. I'm blessed. You are. All right, Stephanie. Thank Thank you so much. All right. Blessings, babe. Keep up the good work. Thanks, girl. All right. Bye. Love you. And there you have it, my interview with my good friend, uh, Stephanie Stinson-Rob. I'm so so very blessed to have her share her story with our listeners, with my listeners. I know in some way you were inspired or moved or touched by her story. Such an instrumental story, profound. Um, I am near speechless. I'm so very thankful that she came on and shared her very... Um, intimate story very transparent and I appreciate and I'm so very thankful for her if you know someone who suffers with chronic disease someone who suffers from uh, depression or mental illness definitely um, get help them get the help that they need if they need to take a listen to this podcast that will be absolutely wonderful just to be inspired by her story Stephanie's story and maybe help them in moving forward I would have I'm going to post uh, different links in regards to um, a suicide uh, awareness line, mental health um, awareness uh, line in regards and also the link 
if you want to donate to Stephanie's uh, page, no, no guts, all glory, as she spoke of her walk in Atlanta, Georgia this past weekend. You can still donate, and I have this in the show notes. I will have a link to her page where you can make a donation. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate you, and I love you, girl. And to all my listeners, uh, take a listen. Share with anyone who may be affected by a quick illness and definitely could um, be blessed by Stephanie's story. That's all I have for you. Um, I'll see you next week. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Be safe. It's all love. And as my maternal grandmother would always say, have a good day today and a better day tomorrow. Bye.